Welcome to the Dag Heward Mills podcast. Dag Heward Mills is a healing evangelist, a best-selling author, and a mega church pastor. He's the founder of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches, overseeing over 3,000 churches across every continent of the world. He pastors the First Love Church, a vibrant church in the city of Accra, transforming the lives of thousands of young people for the Lord. Now listen to Dag Heward Mills. I just want to share something very brief with you. Pray for ourselves and then we go home. All right. Judges chapter 2. How many have been blessed at impartation services? Now, I'm going to give you something that's going to last you for a long time. <laughs> Do you want something that's going to last for a long time? All right. All right, all right. Now, um, if you remember, we'll be sharing about meeting God. Right. And it looks like uh, many people, am I on there? You? Okay. It looks like many people uh, suffer from the problem of not knowing God or having met with God. And that if indeed people were to meet with God and know God, then things would be quite different. So my prayer for you is that you meet God yourself and then know God. Now, one of the great problems is that when there is someone who knows God personally and knows God quite deeply, it is easy to hang on his wings and float along and think that you also know God then what happens is that one day when the person is taken away you get it you notice that uh, the people that have come after are so different and that's why you often hear of great names spiritually then you wonder about those who come up after the person that what about them it, it is possible to, to know God and then, or for somebody to know God, but then the people that come up after don't know him at all. Yeah. Do you understand? May you know him. Amen. I said, may you know him. Amen. All right. Now notice Judges chapter 2. We are going to read from verse number 6. Let's all read verse 6 together. Children of Israel, when Amen. The people served the Lord all the days of Joshua and the days of the elders that outlived Joshua. <laughs> so it's like we are serving God whilst the leader is there. We are doing things whilst somebody is leading us to do it. Do you get it? And then even elders who are around. Even that is a blessing. That Even the fact that when he was gone, there were some elders. You get it? Who would also serve the Lord. Who had seen all the great works of the Lord that he did for Israel. And Joshua, the son of Nun, the servant of the Lord, died, being 110 years old. And they buried him in the border of his inheritance in Timnath Harris, in the Mount of Ephraim, on the north side of the hill Gash. Okay? And also all that generation were gathered unto their fathers. And there arose another generation after them, which knew not the Lord, 
nor yet the works which he had done for Israel. Mercy. <laughs> there arose another generation which knew not the Lord. In other words, there was a whole group of people which were coming up and were following and enjoying the church and the work in the church. But they didn't know the Lord. And they were being sustained by Joshua's knowledge of God. They were hanging on the wings of Joshua's anointing. You see, that is why sometimes even when the person is alive and you orangulize him, you turn into paper. Because actually he is the one who knows the Lord, but you don't know the Lord. And that is why even after the death of Joshua, you see that the whole generation that is coming up, they don't even know the Lord at all. So, it is very important for us to know the Lord ourselves. Amen. And he says, And the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord and served Balaam. And they forsook the Lord God of their fathers, which brought them out of the land of Egypt, and followed other gods of the gods of the people that were round about them, and bowed themselves unto them, and provoked the Lord unto anger. And they forsook the Lord, and served Baal and Ashtaroth. All right? And the anger of the Lord was hot against Israel, and he delivered them into the hands of spoilers. That spoiled them. And he sold them into the hands of their enemies round about. So that they could no longer stand before their enemies. And whithersoever they went out, the hand of the Lord was against them for evil. As the Lord has said, as the Lord has sworn unto them. And they were greatly distressed. Nevertheless, the Lord raised up judges which delivered them out of those that spoiled them. Yet they would not hearken unto their judges and went a warring after other gods and bowed themselves unto them they turned quickly out of the way which their fathers walked in obeying the commandments of the lord but they did not so but they did not so all right now are you there all my message today is to try to help you not to become a generation that does not know god because it's it is easy do you understand? There are two deceptions. The deception of somebody who leaves his father's house when he shouldn't leave. Do you understand? Thinking that he now knows all that there is to know. So I'm off. See you later. And that person discovers that he didn't really know everything that he thought he knew. Or, and in fact, it's not a matter of even just knowing all the principles and the rules and the things that have been written. That it seems to be more than that. That's one group. Then there's the other group who stay around. And they also have the same, another deception. Thinking that because they are near somebody who knows the Lord, everything is okay. And everything is going to be okay. Do you understand? But that is also another deception. It's a deception for those of us who remain in the house. So it's not only orangus or rebels who walk out of their father's house who are subject to deception but people who stay at home you understand and follow faithfully they are also subject to great deceptions and delusions you understand and the bible says that there arose a generation of people who knew not the lord and they didn't know what the lord had done and they didn't know the works of the lord what does it mean to me, this means only one thing. There arose a generation of non-readers. Yeah. There arose a generation of non-readers. People who don't read. There was a generation of people who don't read. That's all. Because, look, God cannot send me to see President Mubarak today and go and spoil the whole of Egypt and turn the Nile into blood. It's not going to happen again. It's happened once. We cannot go back and experience that thing again. He cannot do it every week. He's fighting Pharaoh. 
No, the new Pharaoh will soon know the trick and will soon agree. Anytime he sees a, a new Moses, he says, I have agreed. And then the Moses, uh, he, will, he will change his mind. Do you see? It, it cannot be, and it is not so. Miracles, visions, breakthroughs, experiences, they come. One person has, this one has, and the rest of us are supposed to read it. The rest of us are supposed to learn from that thing. How many times can Jesus die? How many times can he rise from the dead? How many tombs would there be? How many Mary Magdalene's will run to the tomb? Only one. She is the only person who will see what she saw. And have to go and tell Peter, finish. Nobody else can do that. And the rest of us have to read it. And when we read it, we will know what somebody who was there knew. There arose a generation that knew not the Lord. That's a generation of non-readers. I'm telling you, that's all that it is. Today, if you like, you can call it impartation by books. Okay. Let me tell you something. Books are one of the highest forms of impartation and even the devil and the world are aware of this reality i would say that that is why it's one of the traditions of god's people to have a lot of writings i mean when you think about how many years ago these things were written history accounts has been kept for years and years who who knew that there will be, we'll be here 2,000 years later in another country, 6,000 years after Genesis. And we are reading all these things. Who would have known? Huh? Are you listening to me? Books will impart three realms to you it will impart evil, it will impart secular, and it will impart good and anointing to you. These are the three categories. Most of us have only learned the power about the power of books to impart secular information. Information which is, if you like, neutral, like physics, chemistry, literature, English language, maths, RME, uh, what do you call it, social studies, and so on as they learn in uh, SS, JSS. Is that not so? Yeah. That's, we only know the power of books to impart and to give you financial security by passing your exams, doing masters and this and that and that. You gain access to a realm in the secular world through books. But just as books lead you into a realm secularly, you understand, and can lead you into a realm financially and can lead you into a certain kind of house and to have a certain kind of car, and to have a certain kind of lifestyle, and to have a certain kind of liquidity, and to have a certain kind of life, do you understand, in the secular, these same books, or books can similarly lead you into a very negative world spiritually, and can also lead you into a very positive world spiritually. Amen. You can receive an evil anointing through books. You can become polluted. You can become a pornographer and receive the spirit of Babylon and the spirit of the frogs upon you. Do you understand? Turn with me to Acts chapter 19. And if we read from verse 13, then certain vagabonds of the Jews, exorcists, took upon them to call up on them which had evil spirits the name of the Lord, saying, We adjure you by Jesus, Yehoshua, Yamashia, whom Paul preacheth. And there were seven sons of one Sceva, a Jew, and a chief of the priests, which did so. And the evil spirit answered and said, Jesus I know, and Paul I know, but who are you? And the man in whom the evil spirit was leaped on them, 
and overcame them and prevailed against them, so that they fled out of that house naked and wounded. And this was known to all the Jews and also all dwelling at Ephesus. And fear came on all of them, and the name of the Lord Jesus was magnified. Verse 18. And many that believed came and confessed and showed their deeds. And many of them also, which used curious arts, that's juju, brought their books together and bent them before all men. And they counted the price of them and found it 50,000 pieces of silver. And so mightily grew the word of God and prevailed. Now notice verse 19. Many of them which also used curious arts brought their books together. The occultists and the witch doctors and the, the sorcerers and the activators of charms and enchantments brought books. They are books that they use to guide them to release evil power worth 50,000 pieces of silver. They brought their books. That was one of the significant things that they burnt. And they burnt their books. You see, ladies and gentlemen, perhaps we have not realized the power of a book that you are holding in your hand. Tonight, I'm going to show you that through the power. When I finish preaching, that's the impartation. As soon as I finish preaching, if I ask I'm preaching now, I hope you are getting exactly what the Lord is showing. That through the power of books, you can receive an evil spirit, evil impartation, evil demons can enter into your life because the workers of Juju and others have books that lead them into certain realms and help them to enter certain things. Books are not only used for secular advancement they are used for spiritual advancement that is why they brought the books and that is why they bent them if it was not supernatural in its ability and in its effect they would not have bent it but they had to bend it because it was having a spiritual effect that was very evil and contrary to what paul was showing them that is why they were bent along with the curious arts and other objects Books are very powerful. Now, no wonder Paul said in 2 Timothy, you remember that famous one that we always quote. He says, and when, when thou comest, uh, the cloak that I left, 2 Timothy 4 verse 13, the cloak that I left at Troas with Carpus, when thou comest, bring with thee. And the books, and the books, but especially the parchments. Now, why was Paul so agitated about the books and especially the parchments there was something very important to paul something that he really was going to get from the books are you listening to me and through the books he was going to be blessed are you listening to me so ladies and gentlemen it's very very important for you to understand how important books are to a real man of god amen there is a generation that rises up. They don't know their father. They don't know your spiritual father. You don't know your spiritual heritage. You don't know much about the ministry. You don't know much about God. You don't know much about whatever. And it is basically a generation of non-readers. That is all that it is. You are a generation of non-readers. If I say today that I don't know about William Braham, I don't know about Jacob. How many don't know about Jacob? Raise your hand. You don't know anything about Jacob. Put your hand up. How many don't know much about Abraham? Raise your hand up. All right. You know much about Alexander um, Dawi. How many don't know much about him? Alexander Dawi. Yeah. Uh, how many don't know much about um, uh, Maria Woodworth Etta? You don't know much about her, Maria Woodworth Etta. Very good. How many don't know much about. Um, Smith Wigglesworth, raise your hand. You don't know much about him. It's because you are a generation of non-readers. That is the only reason why you don't know what the Lord has done in the past. That's the only reason. The only reason is not that God has not done those things before. He has done those things before. Great things for you to learn from. 
He said they neither knew the Lord nor the works which the Lord had done before. You know neither the Lord nor the works that he has done before. You don't know it. You don't know what he has done before and you don't know him. He himself you don't know. And then what he has done before you don't know. It's a generation of non-readers. And you see, they can lay hands on you till you become bald. What reading is supposed to do for you, hands laying on cannot do for you. It just cannot replace, it cannot replace this. This, this is the point that I'm trying to make. You, you can't exchange, you know, it's like, look, I'm thirsty, so I'm going to eat rice. So you eat the rice, you eat the rice, eat the rice, you're feeling thirsty. I'm going to eat rice because I'm thirsty. I'm going to eat rice. Look, your thirst will not go away. Rice is good. Rice will make you full. But what you need is water. Which also, when you are hungry, say, I'm going to drink water because I'm hungry. Then you drink and you drink and you drink and you drink. You realize that what water can do for you, although it's good, it's not what rice can do for you. They are two different things. So laying on of hands cannot be substituted for what you will get from a book. Amen. And see, a generation of anointing free people are a generation of people who don't know what the Lord has done in the past and don't know the Lord personally themselves. These two things. You don't know history. You don't know history. You know, recently when the Lord spoke to me about writing, you know, about my own ministry and my own life, you understand, which I'm in the process of doing, you get it, it is as I'm even explaining now, you get it. It, 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 is, it is there that you even understand why the Lord wants these things to be written. Because if you don't know about Alexander Dowie, and you don't know about Abraham, and you don't know about Jacob, and you don't know about James McKeown in Ghana, and about Idahosa, and you don't know their lives, do you understand? And much about them, you, you are just the same, uh, you are the same category as these people we read in Judges chapter 2, verse 10. He said, and there arose a generation which knew not the Lord, neither the works of the Lord, that the works of the Lord that the Lord had done. A whole generation, a whole group. Because once you know what the Lord has done before, uh, it gives you an idea of who he is. You know, one of the ways you cannot recognize, you see, and it's not good enough to just know the works of the Lord, you've got to know him. Because when you know the works of the Lord, you know the hand of the Lord. And very few people can be recognized by their hands. Just the hands. If I, if, I just, if I just lift up the hand, just stretch out your, your palm, and I say, Who's, whose hand is this? You don't know who it is. Very difficult to recognize. You, you can't easily know somebody just by his hand. Oh, yeah. Uh, most people know, some people get as far as to know the hand of the Lord, what the Lord has done. But that's still not enough. You've got to know him. A generation of non-readers don't try to be full up by drinking water. Don't try to quench your thirst by eating rice. Don't try to become a generation that knows God and is known by God by receiving laying on of hands. Laying on of hands is a very powerful thing and it's a very powerful ministration and impartation. There are many ways you can receive an impartation, but you cannot substitute that from what is going to come to you by books. Books can lead you to visions. Books can lead you to understanding. Books can lead you to God. Books can take you to heaven. Books can, books can open your mind, open your spirit. Books can give you a ministry. Amen. Are you listening to me? There arose a generation. Let's read it because I think that is the key verse that I want you not to forget. And underline it, Judges chapter 2, verse 10. And also that generation that were gathered unto their fathers, and there arose another generation after them, which knew not the Lord, nor yet the works which he had done for Israel. Amen. They didn't know the Lord. But you shall know the Lord from today. Now, one of the ways to get to know the Lord is to know the works of the Lord. 
You must be interested in whatever God has done through anybody else. Because it will give you an idea about God. Whenever you study a denomination, a church, an evangelist, you know, you, you learn a lot. And you even get guidance as to how God may try to use you. That's why soccer players spend hours watching other teams. I want to train you to become interested in every man of God's life. Especially those who have written their life story or those whose life stories have been written. How God used them. How God spoke to them. How God imparted to them. How God raised them up. Perhaps it's the same way. God is raising you up. You know so much about God. There arose a generation of non-readers. The people with curious arts knew enough to use those books. So when the time for their conversion came, they gave up all those books because they knew how powerful they were. Will you become a generation of readers? It is said of the typical Ghanaian that we don't read. And if you have been brought up, unfortunately, that way, without reading, let me tell you something. Decide to become someone who reads. You will never, look, no matter how they lay hands on you, it will never substitute reading. No one advances with God. No one becomes a real minister. You can hang on the wings of the church because some of the churches say, even if I put a new convert there to pastor the church, the church will work with a new convert as a pastor because it's an anointing that is flowing it's a momentum, it's not you in a sense it's a franchise it's like McDonald's, you may have a bad manager you just got a a person you can have an idiot to be there as a manager it will work (laughs) you don't have to think much so is there a generation, that's why I was saying you know the other day that there are many of us on the surface, we look like we are all doing well. But when you go deeper, you see that there are differences. This one is a non-reader. And not only my books. Other books. Christian history. Finally, turn with me to Daniel chapter 9. I told you I was going to give you something that will last you for some time. And there arose a generation of non-readers. You can even call this message a generation of non-readers. Daniel chapter 9 verse 1. In the first year of Darius the son of Ahasuerus of the seed of the Medes, which was made king over the realm of the Chaldeans, in the first year of his reign, I, Daniel, understood by books the number of the years whereof the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah at the prophet that he would accomplish 70 years in the desolations of Jerusalem. Now, this is the first point that I want you to see. Books can give you understanding. But most people don't understand anything by books. To read the book is different from understanding something because of books. I understood by books. You see, you, you need to grow, not just in, I've read three pages, but it's like your understanding has greatly increased by books. So most of us, we have books, but our understanding has not increased by books. I was reading a book about leadership and about teamwork, and it has greatly given me understanding. You see, I was reading a book and it was talking about the fact that when you are going to climb a mountain, you need a lot of people to help you to climb the mountain. I never knew. If I want to climb Mount Everest, I need about 400 people to help me to climb. Did you know that? Yeah. Yeah, are you not surprised? But I understood it by the books. By books. And the book that I was reading said that before you, you have to cross 
Himalayan ridges where aircraft and cars do not go. And over 100 and something, 180 miles, you need about two to 300 strong porters to carry tons of food and equipment up to the, what they call the base camp of the mountain. In fact, they say that the higher the mountain, the more people you need to carry things and to help you. When these people, and they walk over bridges, which is made of one guava board, like that. 200, 300 of them walking over rivers. And when they get to the base of the mountain, they, they make the base camp there. And out of the 300 people who brought, they have another 40 porters who will start going further. And when they get to another place, they form another camp. And the last 10, the strongest of the 40, are selected to carry. Because as you go, the oxygen is less. You need to be very strong to keep climbing in altitudes and in places where there's no oxygen and it's very cold, windy, and dangerous. It is said that there are about 1,500 dead bodies in the mountain, Mount Everest, skeletons of people who have tried to climb it. It's not something you go competing. It's something you go as a team. And so finally, the last 10 will go. And then finally, those 10 will go. And then the last two will be set at the very end to release. And at the the last two, one will go. (laughs) And be the person who stood there out of a team of 300, 400 people. That's what it takes to climb a mountain. You see, but I understood it by the books. And the reason why I understood it by and that's why I've seen, I need a large team of helpers and people who, nobody will say thank you to any of those porters or nobody will even recognize their names will not be written. But the name of the man who stood there on May 29, 1953 or whatever on the Mount Everest, his name is the one, but the 200 and 300 porters without whom they could never have gone to that mountain. You get it? Their names are not there, but they made it possible. That's what you call the helps ministry. But I understood it by the books. And the reason why I have that understanding is because I read and you didn't read. Yeah. Yeah. That's the difference. The difference I read, you didn't read. And there arose a generation of non-readers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. There arose a generation of non-reading pastors, non-reading Christians, non-reading, non-studious, non-researching Pastors who don't know how to use a strong concordance. Pastors who do not have a strong concordance. Pastors who do not have a Dick's Bible. Pastors who do not have a Thompson Chain Bible. Pastors who do not know how to find a Greek word. There arose a generation of people who do not read about the history of the church, about the history of anything. There arose a generation and no wonder they turned astray and went to worship the gods of Balaam. And the gods of the world. Because they had not read about how others did the same in the wilderness. When they were coming out of India. And what happened to them? And how they were eaten by snakes. And how they were destroyed. If you will read it. Church. We would rise up. We would be different. I would not have to drive you. Do this, do this, do this, do this, do this. But you'll be driven by something within. I will not have to encourage you and motivate you and push you. But you will have an impartation from God by books. If you will let the books get to the point where you now understand things. Not that you've read it. Not that I've read it. Or I passed an exam. But I've understood. He said, and I, Daniel, I understood by the books. But you see, that's where we, we stop reading usually. That made him pray. Now he knew what to do spiritually. Suddenly, because of the understanding that he had, he was now moving into a certain direction of prayer. Next, after that, he was moved into fasting. He spent, is it, 21 days. I can't see. 21 days fasting and praying. As he was waiting on the Lord, in verse 20, 
The Bible says, and whilst I was speaking and praying, you see, and why was he speaking and praying? Because the books had imparted to him a certain direction that had brought him to a place where he was now fasting and praying. Now, as he was fasting and praying, as a result of having read those books and confessing my sin and the sin of my people and presenting my supplication before the Lord my God, yea, while I was speaking in prayer, even the man Gabriel, is that not what we are waiting for? The man Gabriel, the man Gabriel, whom I had seen in the vision at the beginning, being caused to fly swiftly, touched me about the time of the evening oblation. May God touch you around the time of the evening oblation. How many want Him to touch you around the evening oblation? Yeah, this is what we've been looking for, and what brought Him to that point. Where he was now being touched around the time of the evening oblation. It was a book. He had not just read it and had knowledge, but he was there. Some understanding had come to him. Say, hey, I've now understood some. Because of this deep understanding I have, I'm now going to go further and now pray and wait on the Lord because the understanding I have has made me to need to pray. And to need to fast. And then whilst he was praying, and whilst he was fasting, around the time of the evening oblation, an angel was caused to fly swiftly and touch me. And he informed me. And he touched, uh, touched me. Hmm. Received the touch. You see, these are the touches we need. You see, how many would, let me ask you a question. Angel Gabriel to touch you or me to touch you? How many would choose Angel Gabriel? Raise your hand if you choose Angel Gabriel. Think about it. Angel Gabriel's touch came through the books. <laughs> yeah. And those books were written by Jeremiah. Jeremiah wrote those books. A prophet in the same era. So as he was reading Jeremiah's books, he caught the revelation. And he informed me. And t- you people, you don't want me to touch you. So I'll, I'll leave you for the angel. I shall leave you for the angel himself to appear and descend upon you and touch you around the time of the evening oblation. <laughs> okay. Because nobody, nobody voted for me to touch you. So... <laughs> when I stood for election with Angel Gabriel, I lost 100%. <laughs> I became like George Agude or Mahama in the election. There's no chance of a second round. And at the beginning of, and he informed me and talked with me and said, Oh, Daniel, I am now come forth to give thee skill and understanding. Hey, you see, already he had received understanding, but now more understanding is coming and there's skill. Hey, all this is coming about because of books. He read the book and re- he was meditating on it and studied God the revelation that this is what it means. How oh, I can remember years ago when I was reading Yogicho's book, More Than Numbers. This book called More Than Numbers. Trying to understand how should you run a church? How should you build a church? Trying to understand because you look at it, you, you, you can see that it's a similar thing but it's different. So what should I do? And as I was studying it, I got understanding. Many questions I was asked, trying to get understand. Which leads me to something. Which leads me to something. Which leads me to something. Oh, may you be led to something. About the time of the evening oblation, may Angel Gabriel come and touch you. And at the beginning of my vice application, the commandant came forth. And I am come to show thee. For thou art greatly beloved. Hey! Greatly beloved. Therefore, understand the matter and consider the vision. Why was he told that he was greatly loved? The original distinct was because he was reading.
originally he was reading. That's what brought him to these so many things. He was reading. How much I have learned by just reading about Ora Roberts. Just reading about him. How much I have learned. By just reading about Jack Cole. Jack Cole, when he died, he was 35 years or 37 years old. One of the problems, he said that he eats in the night very late after going to preach at crusade. Every night he comes late and he eats heavy meal and he sleeps and then he wakes up in the morning. Jacob. I understood by the books. Something that can save my life. At the time of the evening oblation, the Lord touches me. It's leading me to something else. What a blessing. What a blessing. It's opening to my life. Just by a book. Just by reading about what the Lord has done with somebody else. In fact, it is even reading about what the Lord has done with other people. That has encouraged me to work for him. Because at first I thought I was doing nothing. But sometimes when I read about it, I say, oh, this is not, I mean, if it, not that you should compare, but it's like you can encourage yourself. You know, when you see where somebody started, I receive understanding. May you begin to have, you know, you, you'll be looking and holding a book and say, Wow, 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 I get it. 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 Hey, let me tell you. Let's be honest. How many are going to be honest? I want honesty tonight. Promise me. Promise if you don't promise, I won't preach again. If you don't promise, I won't preach. Do you promise honesty? Okay. Let me tell you something. We don't understand many of the things we read. Is it true? <laughs> and let me tell you something else. Will you be honest? We don't understand many of the things we hear. You don't understand it. I've been listening to a tape by Rick Joyner. He's talking about confusion. The topic is confusion. Overcoming confusion. I have been listening to it, but I don't understand it. And I remember one day I was reading a book by Rick Joyner. It was called Two Trees in the Garden. I was flying South African Airways to South Africa. I was with my wife. I held the book. I read it. And I could not understand. I gave it to my wife. I said, read it. Do you understand? You know why I understand? I "Eh, I don't understand. I do not understand what I am reading. How come you, you understand everything? How come? It's going to take reading and reading and reading and one day say, I understand God the day that you receive understanding by the books it will change you and move you into another realm move you to pray move you to fast move you to wait on the Lord move an angel to come at the time of the evening oblation to touch you and tell you you are beloved and it's not easy to get there and teach you skills and give you more understanding hey so you see, the skills and the understanding have now come, all started with the book. And not far away, Jeremiah. He was trying to understand. Or read the Bible. You don't even read the Bible. You've given up on revelations. You've given up. You've given up on revelations. You've given up on revelations. You don't know much. The Gospels. You don't read the Bible. 
Yet you will receive understanding, impartation. Ah, Jesus will speak to you by the books. You will be charged spiritually by the books. You will be anointed spiritually by the books. Angels will visit you by the books. God will lift your ministry to the next level by the books. You will bear much fruit by the books. You will understand what is going on by the books. You will understand what is life about by the books. You will move and swim into a new level by the books. By the books. By the books. By the books. By the best book is the Bible. The best book is the Bible. One verse alone in the Bible can change you. For God so loved the world. The greatest God loved you with the greatest love. And he loved the largest number of people possible to love. The whole world. That he gave the greatest gift. His only son. The best thing that could ever be given. That whosoever. The greatest invitation. Most parties are to these 300 people. 200, 100. But whosoever. The greatest open invitation. Whosoever. Believe it. The simplest. Sim- simplest. You see we can preach one verse. One verse, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoso believeth, simple, the simplest method, on him should not perish. The greatest escape, the greatest escape, but have everlasting life, the greatest reward. The greatest of everything is in John 3, 16. We can stay there for, recently I went to somewhere to preach, I think about hell, I used John 3, 16. I preached for one hour. I just uh, shall not perish. That's all. Shall not perish. Should not perish. That is the word. Should not perish. What it means, should not perish. See, oh, meditate, oh, understand. You just kind of, when you say you know it, you don't know it. You don't understand most of the things. You don't understand most of the things. That's why you got to, you got to meditate and stay on. He that meditates is where day and night he shall be like a tree planted, planted, planted. You change, you change. They always say you shall be like a tree planted. You are receiving some, some river. He says, ah, tend to it, someone. My God. Someone. Shame brothers. In verse 2, it says, His delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law doth he meditate day and night. Wow, something is happening. He, the one who meditates day and night, shall be like a tree just by the anointing waters. Planted by the rivers of water. That bringeth forth his fruit in his season. A person who meditates in the word it's like somebody by a river. You are like somebody like a river. By a river planted. Receiving daily continuous doses of watering. Jesus said out of your belly shall flow rivers. And this spake he of the Spirit. So it's like living by the anointing. Is somebody who is meditating thinking of him and of his word let's think about our god our savior and our king the one who gave it all who gave up everything let's think about who shed his precious blood so we could be his friend his friends until the and give our love and Praise to him. He is our savior and our friend. Let's give our love and praise to him. He is our savior and our it can it can only come when you think the source let's think about our God, our Savior and our King, the one who gave it all. You see, those are the songs I like. I, mean, I don't just like, it doesn't, those things don't move me. I, when I start to think about it, 
No, the other day I was driving from Tamale. I was, I was listening to this song that we've been singing. Oh, my soul, hope in the Lord, trust in the Lord, for the Lord. Da, 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 da. And I, I was thinking about, I was singing. I said, my God, you know, my God. It, it, it's a powerful, it says, oh, my soul, have you not heard? Have you not heard? It's been written from the beginning. The Lord your God is on your side. As I was thinking about it, and th- I became charged. I became charged. Come on, give me that song rather. I became charged because I was thinking about it. I was thinking about that song, those words. And most of us don't even think about the songs and the words that we sing. We just... And I will soar with thy eagle. Ah, by the star, da, da. I will trust in him in all my heart. Oh, my soul. Trust in the Lord. Oh, no, forget it. You, you are not going to get deep into rivers. No, no, no. That's, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about that. I mean, we, we can do that a thousand times. That's what children do. That's what children. Leave that to children. Oh, my soul. Do you not know? Have you not heard? It is like you are talking to your soul. It's been told from the beginning. The Lord your God. I became happy. It's on your side. Come on. I said, park the car. When we got to Sum, I said, park the car. Let's write down the words of this song. I need to write it down. Oh, my soul, don't be afraid. Hope in the Lord. By his righteousness and power, he will strengthen, he will guide. For the Lord is never weary. His ways are beyond my thoughts. I will trust in him with all my heart. For the Lord is never weary. His ways, he's not tired not tired i said he's not tired at all of your case he's not tired of your situation he's not tired he's not tired of your case never weary for the lord is never weary his ways his ways his ways are beyond how we think you know something we don't, how does he? I don't know. When he appeared to the disciples and he said, Look at my hands. See the scars? Judas wasn't there. You know, when he came back, the Bible said, Eight days later. Why eight days? Why not the next day? Why not at the weekend? Why not in a week's time? Or why not a weekly visit? But eight days. What is eight days? Why, why did he come back in eight days? His ways are beyond my thoughts. I will trust in Him with all. I'll trust in Him means I can die. Bye bye. I'm happy. I'm at peace. It is well. See you. See you there. No problem. No fears. Not a problem. See you in glory. Bye. Do your best. I'm gone. I can because I trust in him. His ways are beyond my thoughts. You see, but your thoughts are too small to understand it. You will always be afraid of a lot of things because you don't trust in him. Oh, my soul, do you not know? Have you not heard? It's been told from the beginning. Listen, the Lord your God is on your side. Oh, my soul. Don't be afraid. Hope in the Lord by his righteousness. His righteousness and power. He will strengthen. He will guide. And I will soar on wings like eagles. By the hand of God, I will run and not grow tired on his name. I, for the Lord is not tired, Lord is never weary. His way 
I'll be young, my thought. Hey, we'll trust in Him with all you. You want to spot the song again? You want us to go? For the love is never weary. Days are beyond No, no, don't, don't spoil it. You are not here in the afternoon. You are not here in the afternoon. That's not how we are singing the song now. We are singing with meaning and understanding. We are meditating to receive. When I receive an answer, I say, pack the car. Take a pen. Write it. That's how I sing my songs. Let's think about the Lord, our Savior and our King. The one who gave it all. He gave up everything. I had a camp meeting. I preached. The topic was others. Others. I sang this song about a hundred times at the camp. We were charged going to heaven. Others. Let's think about our Father's heart so right and true. He's never given up on me or you. Let's think about our God. Mercy free. He's washed as white as snow for all eternity. And give our love and praise to He is our Savior and our friend. Let's give our love and praise to Him. He is our Savior and our friend. Let's think about our God, our Savior and our King. The one who gave it all. He gave up everything. Let's think about the man who shed his precious blood. So we, huh? So we could be his friends. So we could be his friends. Have you thought about it? So a dirty person like me and like you could be his friend. His friend until the end. Come on. And let's give our love and our praise to him. Let's dash ourselves to him. Let's give our life to him. That's what makes me think of We don't think about what we read. That is why we don't enter revelation and anointing. Because it is the one who is meditating. Not the one who is reading. It's the one who is meditating who is by a river. Anointing river is by meditating pastors. And meditating Christian. Anointing river. Even if you are with somebody who has a lot of revelation, person shares a revelation. It's like God is there. If you have ever been in some of our small meetings when certain revelations come up, you say it's like the presence of God is there. It's like that thing is like anointing. Being by revelation, it's like suddenly God has just revealed something. Let's think about our God, our Savior and our King. The one who gave it all, he gave up everything. Let's think about us who shed his precious blood so we could be his friend, his friends until the end. And give our love and praise to is our Savior and Let's give our love and praise to Him. He is our Savior and our friend. Receive the impartation that comes by the books. I, Daniel, understood by the books. Not only did he understand by the book, but he was led to prayer by the books. He was led to fasting by the books. He met an angel by the books. He received a touch at the time of the evening oblation by the books. He received a message from God by the books. He was told you are my beloved by the books. He received skill and understanding by the books. May the books lead you to angels. May the books lead you to his power. May the books lead you to his anointing. May the books lead you to his grace. May you experience the river that comes by the books. By the books. By the books. I encourage you to have a book. Not only my books, all books. All books. Many, many books for you, brother. To the making of books, there is no end. As for bookmaking, 
there will be books god has some of the books are for you some of them you understand there are books and there arose a generation that knew not joshua they knew not god they didn't know him they didn't know the works of god now you know him stand to your feet Oh, my soul, do you not know? It was said from the beginning, the Lord your God is on your side. Oh, my soul, don't be afraid. Hope in the Lord. Come on now. By his righteousness. He will strengthen. He will strengthen. He will guide. Hey, I will soar on wings like eagles. Held by the hand of God. I will rise and not. On his name I For the Lord is never weary The Lord is never weary His way I beyond my thought I will trust in him With all my heart I will trust in him with all Lift your hand. I see somebody standing by a river. I see a tree by a river. For the anointing of Jehovah runs by you like a river running by a tree. Fedelo sobera candela medicisomele. Many smaller trees begin to grow from beneath. Many bushes begin to grow from beneath. Even things that one thought would never grow and no one had hope for. Because of the river by which you are planted. The river of the word of God. Meditating, sucking of this great stream. Enjoying of this great stream. Many things shall grow that you never thought would grow. May you receive the higher level of the anointing of the spirit of God at this time. May you receive the grace of God at this time. May you walk in that grace of God and that anointing of God. May you go higher and higher in Him. For He has called you to the highest level. The highest level. Highest level. Meditation is the highest level. Meditation is the highest level. Only those destined for the highest things of God ever enter the realm of meditation. Meditation is the highest level. For through meditation you will come into the chambers of God. Through meditation you will enter into the mind of God and the mind of the Spirit. Through meditation you will come into the grace and the peace that cometh through the knowledge of God. For through meditation you will stand by the river that I have planned for you to stand by. Oh, as you ruminate and as you think and as you deeply consider and ponder over my scriptures and my words, and my statements and my dark sayings and my proverbs and my psalms and my word that I have given to you over and over by the prophets and by the teachers and the pastors you will enter into a new and a higher way and a higher realm for the emptiness shall be taken away the generation that knew not the Lord shall be replaced by a generation that knew the Lord and the generation that knew not the works of the Lord shall be replaced by a generation that know the works of the Lord and have known the works of the Lord and have read of the works of the Lord and have seen the works of the Lord and shall be replaced by another generation a generation of God lovers a generation of God seekers a generation that know him a generation that that don't just hang around but a generation that know him themselves yeah yeah the time for the hangers on and those that hanging around but don't know him themselves the time for those group that group is passing by very quickly 
and another generation shall replace for there shall be a higher generation there shall be a more senior battalion there shall be a senior army to the army that just hung around and they shall please me and they shall walk in my ways 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 thank you lord thank you lord for your blessing that you have given to us in the name of jesus amen you may be seated in the presence of the lord how many are blessed at impartation service today how many have received an impartation tonight i believe it god bless you for listening to this message visit www.daghewardmills.org today for more audio and video messages information on upcoming events and so much more make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every single day and remember God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind.